Hey y'all, welcome to the Anod Wright audio blog. Your voiceover diva is Dr. Donna Oriowo. Please note that the information found in this and other blog posts is a matter of researched opinion. Direct your concerns or questions to questions at anodwright.com. Direct your comments to the comment section and share on social media using the hashtag AnodWrightSpeaks. Warning, content on the audio blog may be different from the written blog. My thoughts too fast and my mouth too quick. Sorry, not sorry. This week's blog post is called Healing Ain't Linear. Written by yours truly. So let's go. Have you ever been going through something mentally or emotionally and felt like you should just be able to get over it in a couple of days? You told yourself that healing shouldn't take this long. So you're confused when you're upset weeks or even months later. I've had many clients who come to see me because they don't understand why they haven't been able to get over or heal in the time frame that they gave themselves to feel better. And I'm going to tell you like I told them. Healing is not linear. It's a process that takes time and it isn't something that you can set a deadline for. It's like grief in that way. It doesn't just follow whatever pattern you're hoping that it will follow and in a year you'll be over it. Mentally healing can be very similar to healing from a physical problem. If you follow on the Anod Wright blog or you follow on Instagram, then you know that I have fibroids. Right before the holiday break, um, I had an abdominal myomectomy, which basically means they cut open my abdomen as though I was having a C-section to give birth to some of my largest fibroids. 23 of my fibroids came into the world that day. Through that process, I figured, oh, I'll just start to feel better day after day, you know, a little bit better one day, then the next, and then the next. I thought by the time a couple of weeks passed, your girl would be back on her feet and everything would be good. But that's not how my healing went. While overall I did and continue to feel better. So in a sense there is healing or there was healing. It has not been linear at all. There are days when I woke up and I felt like I could do everything. I could get out of bed by myself. I could go up and down the stairs with ease. Days that I felt like, you know what? I got this. Then there were the days that followed those where that wasn't the case at all. There were days I felt like I could barely move. Days where the pain was so much more intense than the day before. And it felt like no matter what I did, whether I sat still or didn't do anything, or just a bit too or just did just a bit too much that I found that I was not healing in the linear way that I was hoping I would. I had to accept that my recovery was going to include days of progress and days of setback. And that the same can be said for how we go through the therapeutic process and how we go through our emotional and mental healing. Sometimes our impatience has us thinking that we're just going to get better in four to six weeks or in a year. It'll make you feel like if you just commit to therapy for six months or a year, that you'll be 100% better. But that's not how it goes. We have to exercise patience with our healing because you will have days where you are going to be set back. There are going to be days where you enter the therapy office happy and think, you know, you're almost done with your process. And then your therapist might knock you on your butt. 
They're going to ask you to address some of those things that we purposefully neglect in our lives. And they're going to bring it up on on those days where we feel the most healed, where we feel the happiest. Why? Because those days are the most productive. While it doesn't feel like it in the moment and it can feel harsh, and it might be, those days have the biggest impact on your journey toward healing. So I want to share with you three things that you can do to help facilitate and prepare yourself for those difficult days ahead and really toward your healing process. Number one, work on your self-knowledge. Ask yourself what's going on with you. What doesn't feel right? What are the areas of your life where you do feel that there's a problem? What is that problem? What does the pro- how does the problem affect you and stop you from living the life that you want? We start with asking the real questions about the problem and how we are tied to it because when we aren't really sure of the issue, we cannot really begin to resolve it either. So sometimes we have to sit in and know what the issue is and what the history of that issue is. And that requires us to know ourselves. Number two, figure out your strengths. So this is an extension of number one, obviously, where we are knowing ourselves. We also have to know our strengths. So ask yourself, what are the things that are great about you? These strengths don't have to be directly related to the problem that you've identified. What are the things that you do well that could help you get through this problem? Sometimes we come we come in way too hard on ourselves. We will acknowledge that we have a problem, but swear up and down that we don't have any attributes that can help us. So maybe one of your strengths is that you're stubborn. I mean, tenacious. But the thing is, that strength can help you with your issue. It tells me that you don't give up easily. So try to sit down and identify what your strengths are. And conversely, what some of your areas of weakness are and what strengths might be able to help you combat those weaknesses that will help you to eventually really dig in and address the problem head on. And number three, determine who is in your corner. Who can help to facilitate your healing? When you have a surgery, the hospital doesn't want to release you unless they know that you have a tribe of people who are going to be there to help you. My partner was there to help me with the day-to-day. He did the brunt of the work helping me get into and out of bed, helping me to wash myself, and helping to support me as I walked around. He was there for that. But the rest of my tribe still showed up. People who would show up at my house to help us cook, clean, do dishes, or just hang out because they knew I needed to see another adult's face. These are the people, my tribe, that helped me in the process of my healing. In the process of your healing, who is making up your tribe? When you think about where you are mentally and emotionally, who are the people that can help to facilitate your healing? These are the three things that can help to facilitate healing. But one of the most important things to remember is that you will have setbacks, regardless of how well you know yourself, how well you know your strengths and employ them, and despite who is in your corner. Setbacks are a part of the healing reality. Healing doesn't mean that you'll be happy all the time. But as long as you know yourself, your strength, and you have a supportive tribe, you have the tools that you need to get through it. All right, y'all. Remember, comment below. 
share this with somebody else, and let's really talk about how we facilitate our own healing. What are some of the steps that you use? Because those steps can be the things that someone else is looking for. All right, y'all, I'm out.